When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. That's right, live from Las Vegas for Super Bowl 58. Fellas, we are back about a little over a year later since our last Las Vegas trip. Everybody get in smoothly here, Matthew, as I look directly at you. Yeah, you know what I did? I did get in smoothly. Right. Yeah, you know what? It's it was uh it was a it was a pleasant travel experience. Yeah, you yeah. know, no complaints whatsoever at all. I was able to, um, you know, got picked up at my house, got dropped at the airport, plane left maybe 10 minutes late. Chris Sims was on my flight. Big star Chris Sims was on my flight. Who sat uh, further up on the plane? He was, he was in, uh, we were, you know, we were both in first class, <laughs> not going to lie. Uh, but yeah, Sims had, he was in row two and I was in row three. So oh. he sat one row ahead of me as well. But it was nice because I just kept kicking him yeah. the nice. whole time. Yeah. Uh, as as well, so um, yeah, and then uh, Sims and I uh, we shared a we shared a cab back to the uh, the hotel, checked in. You and I had dinner with had, Damien and Lawrence. Yeah, we no, we no just Jay. we just crapped on Jay the whole time. That's it was it. two hours of nothing it's but very good dinner. Trashing you it was a great dinner actually. Shout out to Michael Mina and uh, his strip steak, our friend Michael. And uh, yeah, so actually I have no complaints at all. Jay, how was your trip in? My trip in was great, and we'll get to an element of it in Last Call, but I, we're going to talk about Super Bowl MVP at some point this week, but just want to say there was an early MVP, and that's you, Matthew Berry, for showing some restraint in Las Vegas last night. I heard there was an early bedtime, which is, I believe, the first of its kind of any of our this, Vegas This is trips. a true story. This is a true story. Um, we were, so me and, uh, me and Connor, Lawrence Jackson, of course, Lord Don't, Lord Don't Lose, and our producer, Damien, the four of us, we went out to dinner last night. And they were very nice to us at the, at the restaurant. Great service as well. And I guess they enjoyed us so much, or there was fans, I don't know, for whatever reason. They were like, they, at the end of dinner, they brought the check. They said, by the way, here's a bunch of shots on the house. And we're like, what is this? And they're like, it's, it was like an espresso martini shot. Right. And it was like Spark 1030 floor. at night or whatever. And we were like, we're on air at like 7 a.m. Yeah. tomorrow morning. Like, we cannot, like, do you understand, like, me turning down a free shot, period. But especially in Vegas, do you understand that? You know, that was plus 600. Yeah. That I, I would, would yeah. say higher. Yeah. Yeah. I was Cause, shocked. Because you are a big Vegas guy. I love right, Vegas. Matthew? Yeah. Your eyes kind of light up. If the yeah. Super Bowl could be here every year, I think you'd take that. I'm a big Vegas guy. I love the town. You know, I lived in L.A. for uh, over 15 years, and so it's an easy jaunt. So I would come here all the time with my buddies, and uh, my wife and I love the town as well. It's, you know, great shows, great food. It's Vegas. Love Vegas. Yeah, love we, Vegas. 
Big week here, fellas. We're going to have awesome guests all week. We're going to be on every single day, of course. But today, uh, no bigger guest this week than Denny Carter joining us for the free agency preview. Yeah, a lot of people, why do you go to Vegas? The reason you go to Vegas, the reason you have a show on Radio Row, the reason why NBC invests so much money in putting this set out here. Look at this place. I mean, look at at how beautiful this is, right? They put so much money into this and, and flying all of us out and our producers, like Damien and Danielle and everyone. Like, why is that? It is to get the biggest guests because they're all here in Vegas, and so I don't know if it gets bigger <laughs> than Denny Carter. That's right. And he joins us next segment, so that's we're very excited about that. Yeah, wearing some great clothes today as well. Well, he's in person. He's not, <laughs> he's not on his. He's not on a Zoom like uh, you know. Anyway, uh, hey, there's actual news though. There's actual news, Connor. Yeah, some Roto World headlines, and what bigger headlines than the Pro Bowl? Why all of us were traveling yesterday. The NFC defeats the AFC sixty-four to fifty-nine to clinch back-to-back Pro Bowl games. I think this was, you know, at least creative at at a minimum, folks. Uh, when you look at the events, we were talking about yeah. the tug of war being maybe a highlight here. Matthew, did you have a standout from the illustrious Pro Bowl games yesterday? Well, by the way, Sauce Gardner made an unbelievable pick at the end zone uh, to to you know to help the AFC. You know, and the NFC was NFC was driving. Here's Baker Mayfield. I love that they're they're all out there and like they're all out there in like sunglasses <laughs> right. and hats. Half of them are in sweats, you know. Like, True flag football. We've, it really yes, is. Like, all they needed was a cooler and beer. Right. Is really they what they might did. have been out there. Right. You just didn't see it on TV. Yeah. We've come a long ways from Sean Taylor just <laughs> laying out dudes in the Pro Bowl. Like, what's yes. going on? I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. That's okay. Um, yeah, but, you know, so I watched a little bit. I was on the plane when, uh, when we were flying out here, so the game was on during the plane, so I caught what I could. Um, and so I did, see, I did see the Sauce Gardner pick, which was, which was great. Gardner Minshew converting a touchdown. Very odd coaching choice by Kate Manning for the AFC. <laughs> he had Gardner Minshew in, in the second period when they needed to like sort of build a lead, and he had C.J. Stroud in on the fourth place as well. Here's what the, the scoring is weird. So the NFC just completely kicks ass at like all this, all the the BS kind of games, right? The the whatever kick tac toe is, you know, and that, like whatever <laughs> the you know a tug of war and the move the chains and the you know, Madden, NFL, head-to-head, all that kind of stuff. So the truth matters in the actual flag football game, the AFC beat him 50-34. to Peyton completely outcoached Eli. But Eli gets the win again because the events. Because, they, <laughs> because of all the stupid events. And at the very end of the game, C.J. Stroud on fourth down. He had Jamar Chase open in the flat, doesn't hit him, tries to force the ball into Keenan Allen. Uh, Jalen Johnson makes an unbelievable play, knocks it away at the last second. NFC preserves the victory here. I was rooting for the AFC, personally. Why? Um, yeah, was, was there a reason? Well, there were, I mean, they're not like there were any commanders on the, uh, on the NFC team Fair as enough. well. I like eight. I like Peyton more than Eli. There, I okay. said it. Well, there. I can tell there was an underlying reason. It didn't take much to get it out of. No, him. listen. I like Eli. I have no issue with Eli. But I've done an episode of Peyton's Places. Like Peyton has had me on his show. I did an episode of Peyton's Places where we discovered. The birthplace of fantasy football. Eli's never had me on Eli's places. Got catching up. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm Team Peyton. Screw that. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Well, as a diehard Giants fan, I have to be Team Eli, but that's okay. We should have more kicking drills in the Pro Bowl. I think that's what I would really excel at uh, with my Australian rules backgrounds. Uh, but yeah, not enough kicking for my liking. No more more punting. I like the tug of war. Like let the fat guys do something. That's, that's the best. Like, that's, I think the that's the best. best one. Exactly. Fat guy versus fat guy is always. That's always fun. Or if you're Aiden Hutchinson, just very strong, scary. Well, I, mean, I say fat too. guy, but they're all like you know, insanely talented <laughs> athletes that could, that, could rip, yeah. that could rip me apart yeah. like a you know, 
like a like a bunch of silly putty. Hey, if anything, guys, we got an early look at who could be uh, a flag football standout for the Olympics in Los Angeles. Don't forget that could I, be <laughs> <laughs> that's that's going to be so great. Yeah, we've awesome. talked about this. It's be so great because you know, like like it's going to be like you know. A school teacher in Croatia trying to guard Jamar Chase on a you know, one-on-one dig route. You know, they're just like it's, it's like ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, lots happening around the Olympics and global events. Um, I'm very excited for the World Cup final at MetLife Stadium in right. uh, 2026. We're talking about that, Connor. Famous Have, soccer venue. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I think that we've avoided a world war now for uh, a good 78 years or so. That might produce it getting in and out of MetLife Stadium for a World Cup final. <laughs> just thinking about how difficult it is to get in there for Jets Dolphins. And now they're going to have a World Cup final there. Uh, but it'll be good. I'm looking forward to maybe oh, yeah. going. If the traffic doesn't do it, the playing surface absolutely will. Yeah. You just have all the world stars coming out. <laughs> right. Achilles and ACL. I was just going to say, can you imagine? Want, I was about to say a name and then I don't want to I don't want no, to no, no. Of the universe. No, no, no. Yeah. But yeah, just can you just see stars. that turf like yes. this? Yeah, somebody yeah. like, yeah. Aaron Rodgers then killing Mbappe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pedri. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, away from the Pro Bowl, some actual news about the game going into this weekend, guys. The Chiefs designated Jared A lot of upcoming free agents were on display at the, uh, at the Pro, Pro Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, at the lots Pro to play for at the Pro Bowl. Lots to play saying. for, including proud fantasy life investors like Jamar Chase. Multiple. Yeah, multiple yeah. were there. Well, Jarek McKinnon uh, designated to return from injured reserve with his groin injury here. And, Jay, I know before we got on you said that he has no markets up yet, so there's no lock that McKinnon plays in this game. But would be really interesting if he's ready to go, the passing element he's brought to the Chiefs offense in big moments before. You think about the six playoff games that he's had with the Chiefs. He's averaging over 67 yards from scrimmage. You met, you, and just his big playability, his ability to catch touchdowns, his, his ability out of the backfield. He's just, a, he's just a dynamic player who gives them a different speed and a different skill set than Isaiah Pacheco might switch something up. I feel like, you guys tell me if I'm wrong. Here's my prediction, and I have no inside knowledge on this whatsoever. Here's my prediction. I think he's active. I don't think he plays. I think they activate him just to sort of screw, just to make the 49ers think about it a little bit. Maybe he touches the ball once or twice. I don't think he plays significantly. And I actually think from a betting perspective, I actually I like the Pacheco overs more because I think maybe because he's there's potential for him, those lines might get a little bit depressed. And I think it's going to be all Pacheco in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so too. And now it's kind of it's happened over the course of the year, but I mean Pacheco's getting like twenty carries in these games yeah. now. Like he yeah. is the true workhorse back. They're keeping him on the field for third downs. I think Clyde Edwards Alaire is like fine. It's his reemergence has been a little bit weird, but he's kind of filled into a reduced McKinnon role. It is crazy though, because McKinnon was a huge part of this offense this time last year. We talk about like he's just scoring touchdowns for fun in the second half of the season, but now it like it is Pacheco's backfield, and you would think that if there is a weakness in the Niners, it is their run defense. Uh, and so you'd expect Pacheco Pacheco will have a big game. It also seems like, to your point, like the Chiefs took a while, a long while, to sort of find their offense in this season. And towards the, the second half of the year, the, down the stretch and then in the playoffs, they've sort of found their identity, which is, you know, they've narrowed their target tree. It's really Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. It's really those two guys. They'll take a shot here or there to MVS or whatever. But, like, really it's those two guys. But it's mostly we're going to do power. We're going to try to play good defense and do power running with Isaiah Pacheco and then take our, sh- you know, take calculated shots with Mahomes. And it feels like this is late in the game to suddenly be like, all right, let's get back to our freewheeling. We're going to do a bunch of different, you know, crazy stuff. And Noah Gray running, you know, a, a, you know, a, a – a, uh, a reverse in the backfield, you know, the, 
like the all the dumb, get cute. right? Yeah. yeah, all the dumb. You know what I mean? I just feel like it's like this is the time where you simplify. You know, just like you know, to use a cliche, but you you, you dance with a girl that brought you, right? You know, and I just it feels like good for McKinnon, but hard to see him having an impact on this game. Yep. And your plane buddy, Chris Sims, he talks about this a lot, where everyone thinks about the Chiefs, or they have historically as this, like, finesse team that's built on Mahomes' genius. Like, this is a team of, like, big, bad dudes. They are yes. extremely physical, and when you look at what particularly Detroit did to the San Francisco run defense and what they did. Like, every running play was starting three yards forward with the push that the Lions were getting, so you would expect that the Chiefs will lean on the run, uh, at least early. And we're going to talk about, you know, breaking down the game, obviously all week long, but specifically later in the show, we're going to talk, we're going to make our Super Bowl predictions uh, in terms of who we think wins uh, in the uh, coming up a little bit later in the show. In more news, and of course this is with the coaching cycle right now, Fox Sports' Peter Schrager and many others have reported the commanders are hiring Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator, Matthew. <laughs> yeah. Plot twist, he was supposed what to be could, the Raiders OC. Now I he's know. your commander's offensive coordinator. Very, what Dan could Quinn. possibly go wrong? <laughs> that was like, great. Like, honest, like, like, he was like he had Patrick Mahomes in college and was like a 500 coach. So, you know, like <laughs> – In the Big 12. <laughs> in the Big 12. So, you know, what could, what could go wrong? And then you think about Arizona where – he was 28-37 and won, <laughs> and so that's almost 500. Yes. So Improvement. I don't know. I, I want to be supportive of it. Like, and I think if there's – they're obviously going to draft the quarterback, you know, and so obviously given Cliff Kingsbury um, uh, and his track record with Caleb Williams, you know, there's a lot of conversation around, you know, is that what the commanders are going to do, whether he's there at two or do they try to trade up to one? Do they, you know, flip spots with the Bears? Whatever. Um, and I think if there's one thing, it is the development of Caleb Williams under Kingsbury as well as uh, as well as well Kyler Murray. I mean, like, Kyle, Kyler Murray was Offensive Rookie of the Year under Cliff Kingsbury. He took a lot of heat. He took a lot of heat because they'd used an early-run pick the year before. The Cardinals had, not Kingsbury. The Cardinals had the year before on Josh Rosen. And I was just like, you got to give Josh Rosen a chance. And Kingsbury, to his credit, was like, no, 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 no. I know we used a top 10 overall pick on Josh Rosen last year. I don't care. Kyler Murray's the number one overall pick, and I'm going there. And I think, I think history has borne out that to be the right decision. 100%. You know, 100%. Like, I, you know, I think Kyler's a pretty good quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to get into a whole thing about Kyler Murray. But, like, I, I think that was the right decision for that franchise. You know what I mean? I think Kyler Murray is uh, – so that's – the best calling card I think you can say for Kingsbury. I think as well, like, it's such a weird case because, I mean, two, two and a half years ago, halfway through the season, the Cardinals were the one seed and Kingsbury was the coach of the year favorite. And then they just kind of fell off and they lose to the Rams in the first round of the playoffs when the Rams go on to win the Super Bowl. But I think the criticism, Connor, of Kingsbury is that in the NFL, his offense just hasn't been ultra sophisticated. Uh, is, do you think that's fair? And like, what kind of level of you know, offensive mind do you think he is? I think that, yeah, when you look at him coming from college, he's a guy that's going to spread the field out. He's going to put out you know, four wide receiver sets. And I think it's also going to come down to what kind of personnel he's dealing with. Now, if you're that's looking right. for the reason to be optimistic about this hire, truthfully, is that this is a team that's going to be taking a very young quarterback second overall. Whether that's Caleb Williams, who's a huge supporter of Cliff Kingsbury, whether that's Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Cliff is well-respected and well-liked and has a good rapport with young quarterbacks. That's Correct. not always the case in the league. I mean, look at what we just saw with the Panthers with Bryce Young and Frank Reich. It doesn't always work. So I think if you're looking for the actual mythology you know, behind this hire and thinking like, okay, why do you make this hire? It's absolutely stapling a guy that has a track record working with young quarterbacks and being well-liked by them. 
Yeah, for sure. And obviously, Dan Quinn's obviously going to have a significant amount of say in terms of the defense. So this is one of those things where it's just like, you know what? You do you. I'm, I'm going to be the head coach. I'm going to be the CEO of the team. I'm going to also focus on the defense. And Cliff, I'm just turning over Drake May, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels, whoever it is, and the offense to you. And so maybe Kingsbury, there are definitely, we've seen this. I think Josh McDaniels is the poster boy for this. There are people that are very good coordinators yep. that shouldn't be head coaches. Yes. I think Josh McDaniels is a really good offensive coordinator, and he should not be a head coach. Right. You know what I mean? And I think there's there's other guys like this. Wade Phillips was in a – Vic Fangio, both great defensive coordinators, struggled as, as, as head coaches. We will see on Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's been an amazing defense coordinator. His first time as a head coach didn't totally work out. Um, we'll see if that – changes in his second go around here but there is talent on this offense um in washington i will say uh when i tweeted out the news i one one guy tweeted back at me i thought this was great he goes he goes you know you, you think you like the move now wait till he turns john dotson into rondell moore i'm like yeah that could actually happen i could i could see that part of the problem with the four wide system connor to me going through the pros to the and, and we saw those to spurrier too is that when you run that in college, generally, like, you just have players that are faster than everyone yes. else. Like, just, that was the thing. Spurrier's offense never worked in the NFL because when he was at Florida, like, he just had guys that were just so much better than everyone else. That's but it. you get to the NFL and, like, they're all fast. Exactly. You're creating space, right? right? That's the point. And it's like, okay, cool, I could throw a bubble screen ten times a game, and eight out of the ten times he's going to beat the corner in front of him. Right. The, the way guys rally to the ball in the NFL, that doesn't work <laughs> right. consistently. So I'm curious how Cliff's had a lot of time away from the NFL right now, and that's worked for guys at times. So maybe he can adjust, adapt, develop a run game in Washington that balances out that pass game where they do spread the ball. Or, uh, spread I mean, I will field. say, I just remember that you know, we talked about this and this ended up continuing, but like when Kingsbury was in charge of the Cardinals, like James Conner got a ton. Like we talked about this fact that like, by the way, I'm doing the stat off the top, stat off the top of my head, but I believe like the year that Kenyon Drake was their main guy. Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake, I think was second in the NFL in goal-to-go carries. Like that's how, like when they get in close, Cliff Kingsbury at least traditionally has liked to actually run the ball. Yep. And so, there, I, Brian Robinson could have 15 rushing touchdowns next year, and like they're like you know, 13 of them are from five yards or uh, you know or closer. So, you know. Listen, I'm a Commanders fan. I loved the Adam Peters hire, the Quinn and Kingsbury hires. I'm sort of like, uh, I'm trying to talk myself into it a little yeah. bit, if I'm being honest. You know what I mean? But like, I'm like, okay, well, maybe. I'm, but you know what? I, I, I am a big believer in Josh Harris. I am a big believer in Adam Peters. So I am willing to like, okay, I'm, let's give it a shot. Let's give it a shot. Hail the Commanders. Hail victory. In more coaching news, we thought Cliff was going to the Raiders. They actually instead end up with Luke Getze, the former Bears offensive coordinator. Uh, the Athletics' Vic Tafer suggests the Raiders' recent hiring of Getze means the team will not be looking to trade for Justin Fields. Obviously, there's yeah. a little bit of a weird relationship this year in Chicago between Getze and Fields, putting it kindly. That is putting it kindly as well. I, you know, it's weird, though, because, like, they started so slow. They were so brutal. But by the second half of the year, it looked Things like look a better. real offense, right? And just like, and they were, and you don't know how much, is that Getzy? Is that Fields taking time to get into the offense? You know, takes time for Fields and DJ Moore. Like, they had a rotation running back as well. Like, every single week it was like, who do we have? Like, you know, so, <clears throat> uh, look, I, I think it'll be interesting. I, I think my take of this, and I'd love you guys' opinion on this, but I, my take is that Getzey took a little bit too much crap in Chicago that probably wasn't deserved. What do you think, Jay? 
Yeah, I mean, that's kind of been the reporting that the Raiders think that, you know, the, the flaws of the Chicago offense weren't on Getze. I just think that's a really hard thing to assess from afar. Like, how do you know what the problem was? Yeah. I do think from what we saw, I mean, the, I just remember certain oddities about the Bears. Like, that uh, game against the Vikings where they won, like, 13-10, but every single pass was a screen pass right. behind the line of scrimmage. Like, what is the thought process here? It felt like they didn't really activate fields enough as a deep passer, and, like, it was a, it was a debacle the first month or so of the season, and then they did get better. But I think it's very unproven, but... Yeah, I just think it's it's very difficult to make an assessment. Yeah, and we'll find out. I mean, whether the Raiders move forward with Aiden O'Connell, whether they can get aggressive in this draft and free agency. It'll Getsy was always afraid to really let the Bears be a pass happy team. Was he hiding something that he didn't trust within Justin Fields or was he outright wrong? We can't see that until he's somewhere else. We can't but I will say this. The last two years the Bears have had a good running attack. Now obviously it helps when you have somebody as mobile as Justin Fields, but like they got production out of Khalil Herbert. They got production out of Deontay Foreman. Like they got production out of some of these guys yeah. here. And so you think about what the Raiders look like under Antonio Pierce, who's now their full time head coach. Like they ran the ball. Like and we'll see, you know, if Josh Jacobs is back, I think I think you sort of feel like he probably will be, because um, I think he's a restricted free agent, right? Or he's in the one year deal. They could probably they tag, could tag him, him, right? Yeah. But but my point is, is it was clear even down the stretch with Zamir White, they wanted to just like Antonio Pierce, I think, wants to play good defense and run the ball. And so Getze, who I think showed that he can, you know, create a good positive run game in Chicago. You know, the jury's still out on what he did with Fields, whether that's on him or Fields or there's just a miscommunication. Um, I do think this is a positive for that, especially if, if as expected, Devontae Adams ends up leaving maybe reuniting with his old teammate Aaron Rodgers in New York. We will see. All right. Want another sweat during Super Bowl week? Jay and Drew Dinsick have you covered. I will Before you promote Drew and Jay. <laughs> there they are. No, but uh, tomorrow, on, tomorrow on the show we're going to have Aiden O'Connell and Jacoby, uh, and Jacoby Myers. Myers. Yeah, so we'll, we'll ask him flat we'll, out. We'll ask him flat yeah. out. We'll find out straight from the source. <laughs> yeah. Jay and Drew have you covered with a special edition of Bet the Edge on Thursday night. Join the guys on our NFL on NBC YouTube channel at 9 p.m. Eastern for an NFL Awards watch-along and find out how they feel about the winners for Coach of the Year, Comeback Player, and much more. We're taking our first break. When we're back, biggest guest of the week, Denny Carter, joins us for the top three agents looking at them for the offseason right after this. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door! Winning! No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. 
Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. We are back as you see the scene here at Radio Row. Really uh, thrilling Monday right now, guys. Waiting for everybody to file in. <laughs> that's, well, that, that's why they're. That's why our camera is panning high. because yes. <laughs> there's really right. nothing going on besides us. The main, attra- the main attraction. Yeah, everyone and else. Everyone else rolls in like on a Wednesday or Thursday. As you see, you see us behind. We're the grinders. You know, we're the we're the grinders. You know, Somebody's got to and then Lawrence Jackson just walking by in the background, just like whatever. Like, Very well, conveniently timed by Lawrence yeah, Jackson. Yeah, wow. I feel like right wants to get on television. Right out of break. Lawrence uh, knows a thing or two yeah, about being. Just on ask TV. to be on the show, Lawrence. Just yes, ask. It's fine. Just exactly. All right, welcome, Denny. Yeah, thank you. How are we doing, Denny? You're starting with the biggest guest, like Matthew said. It is a dangerous <laughs> you know, move. Uh, you don't <laughs> usually open with Led Zeppelin. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But, but you're doing that now. I know you guys are having a bunch of players on later in the week. We're going to have some players on a Rotor World football show with me and Pat Darty. But I appreciate you guys starting with me. It means a lot. I well, will tell you this much right now. We're going to have a ton of football players on, a lot of celebrities yeah. as well. We've got, we've got comedians. We've got actors. We've got movie stars. We've got NFL athletes. And I can promise you, not one of them will wear a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> so That's all right. of them will be dressed cool. I, and um, yes. so we appreciate you showing up in all black. I wanted to go. I'm going with the Tom Cruise circa Minority Report okay. look. You know that. that was, I was going to say this is more today. of a Fox Mulder season two, X Files 1994. We'll go with that too. Yeah. I, I appreciate the Fox Mulder comp. I do. <laughs> Tom Cruise is like twelfth most popular movie. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're saying. Hey, what you think of when you think Tom Cruise. When you think of Tom Cruise, you think of all, you know, you think of Top Gun. You think of all the Mission hey, Impossible. If you're a millennial, you're thinking of uh, Minority Report. I have to say, Minority really Report aren't. really holds up. It it's does. Extremely underrated. It is a top six. Tom, uh, top eight Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> wow, really Six off. doesn't give me a lot of wiggle room. There's a lot of no. really good Tom Cruise movies. Man, That's right. yeah. Speaking of fringe, you know, top eight to 12, how about Kirk Cousins at the top of our free agency for That's you, right. you, Mr. Top 12 quarterback so year. Uh, Matthew, you know, we were talking before the show. He's maybe the biggest needle mover out of the free agent quarterbacks. You see Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Ryan Tannehill, Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett. But with Cousins, he's a guy that picture in Atlanta or wherever you want to say the Steelers it just elevates everybody from a fantasy that, that's the point is that there, there's so many there's so many uh offenses that where you're just kind of like eh, right I mean like right we're not excited about Pittsburgh like we haven't even really talked about Arthur Smith becoming the offense coordinator <laughs> of the Steelers um like we've, we've beaten that horse uh throughout the season but right like we're none of us I assume on this table are excited about George Pickens or Deontay Johnson next year because whether it's Kenny Pickett or Mason Rudolph or whoever, somebody else they draft, like you're not excited about them, especially under Arthur Smith. But if Kirk Cousins were there, yeah. suddenly like, right. you know what, all right. yeah. Or to your point, Kirk Cousins in Atlanta, you're suddenly like, I'd be back in on Kyle oh, Pitts, right? London. If, if somehow, yeah. if, if he comes to Las Vegas, you're like, Devontae Adams back to, being top five. Like, I mean, just Cousins is the biggest needle mover from a, he would elevate the players around whoever. We've seen, obviously, whether it's Justin Jefferson or Hawkinson or you know, uh, whatever, Jordan Reed back in the day. Right, I mean, like, right. just he has always been able to produce big-time fantasy right. numbers for uh, his receivers. And Cousins and has – yeah, he has a very fantasy-friendly game where I, I don't I don't think, you know, if the Falcons get Cousins or whatever, they're not going to the Super Bowl with Cousins. But for fantasy purposes, that I think it's awesome because he's a distributor, you know. He doesn't run. Everything everything is, is you know, check downs or downfield or in the intermediate. Lots of targets to go around. I mean, if he if he ended up in Atlanta, I mean, you'd have to think Drake London and Kyle Pitts get a huge, huge boost from that. I, I feel like they still figure out something for him to wind up back I mean, in Minnesota. I think he'll end up in Minnesota. Yeah. I think it's gotten also a little bit lost that 
just before he got injured, he was playing the best football of his entire yes. career. Like, yes. He was playing at, he wasn't going to win MVP or anything, but he absolutely could have like finished fifth in MVP. He was playing at that type of level. And I think as well with his Achilles injury, you never know how people are going to respond. But, I mean, it's not like he requires a ton of mobility. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had people believing that he was going to come back, you know, weeks later from an Achilles test. So I think that Kirk Cousins, he should be back at a similar level. Uh, obviously, he's getting a year older. But, uh, but no, he was amazing this season when he was healthy. The yeah. only thing teams will need to watch with him is that his Achilles was on the plant leg and yeah. Rodgers was not. And I'm not saying he's going to be done. I'm just saying that process to come yeah. back can yep. be longer when it's on the plant leg. And he uh, also got it. I mean, you know, Rodgers. got injured later. Right. He got injured later. He, what, week seven, I want to say, something like that? Yep. It was in November, there. yeah. Somewhere in there. And so, right. I mean, Rodgers, you know, four seconds right. in or whatever <laughs> it was. I mean, like, jokes aside. But, right, it's a longer, to your point, it's on the plant leg. It's a longer um, uh, recovery time. Everyone's different. I mean, right? I mean, like, Cam Akers came, like, literally ran, right? I mean, Five and a half I, running, right. So just, you, you never know. I mean, but I will say that you do feel like, you know, if there's one guy that's going to be diligent uh, about his rehab. You know, one guy that's going to, you know, put on his, like, you know, whatever, his button-down shirt. Oh, and yeah. uh, He's going he's gonna to get to it. Yeah, get to it. Uh, uh, I will say the social media doctors, of, of whom there are many, uh, have said <laughs> that it's, to- it's a totally different recovery process uh, for a quarterback compared to a receiver or a running back because, especially a drop-back quarterback like Cousins, he, he doesn't require that sort of cutting ability that a Cam Akers would, would, would need. So I think it's possible he's, he's playing in September. Jay, is the best situation for Baker Mayfield to just go back to the Bucks, where you have Mike Evans and some comfort, even with Canales leaving? Is that the best situation? I think it has to be. And I would be a little bit apprehensive if I'm the Bucks because I don't think Baker Mayfield is a franchise Super Bowl winning type of quarterback. I think he is very solid. I think he is the... I don't know, 15th, 16th, 17th best quarterback in the NFL. But a lot of his numbers this year, and his numbers were amazing this year. Like, he played at a fringe top 10 level in the NFL, but a lot of it was not, he wasn't great on first and second down, and then he was amazing on third down. And that implies a little bit, uh, perhaps, that it might not be sustainable. Uh, And I think that we saw, we got the Baker Mayfield experience in the Detroit game, where he was great for stretches. He drives them down the field, moves around, takes the hits, but then also kind of makes some mind-numbing decisions and also gets hurt a fair bit, too. But you know what? Here's what I'll say. I don't disagree with anything you just said. But the other thing is, is that, like, like, and this is the argument that I had as a Commanders fan for years and years and years. And people would be like, they would argue, like, don't, you know, don't keep Cousins. And I really wanted to keep Cousins. And people like, same argument I had Cousins. Like, you can't win with, like, I got news for you. Like, C.J. Stroud ain't walking through that door. I know. Mahomes it's walk, like that's, Allen, Mahomes, like, Lamar. Right, I mean, yeah. like. Like, for everyone that sits there and looks at, you know, okay, yes, they hit a home run with C.J. Stroud, and, like, you, you look out there and you see, like, Mahomes and Allen, Lamar Jackson, and sort of these elite guys, right? You know, there's a lot more Gardner Minshews out there, a lot more teams that are having right. to start, you know, Aiden O'Connell, like, guys that are, like, fine. You know what I mean? Like, there aren't a lot of, like, you know, Kirk Cousins, is Baker Mayfield going to lead you to a Super Bowl? Probably not. But he led you to a division title and a win. Right, you know, what I mean, like you got to the second round, you got to the division round of the playoffs with Baker Mayfield this year, which, by the way, um, I don't know how many quarterbacks that are available this year. You're gonna be able to, like they're not gonna be able to draft somebody high, and so yes, every once in a while you land into a Brock Purdy, but that 
that's few and far between. Oh, yeah. yep. I think the only thing is, is like they just they need a way out of the Baker Mayfield experience if it's not going well in two years. But I do think like he is the guy who will give them the best chance of winning games next year that is likely to be available, and he's very solid. I think he's shown that, and he has the pedigree of being a number one overall pick. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you don't have those aliens like Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Stroud, and Lamar, and and those guys and Herbert, they might be the only six those aliens. Right. And if you don't have them, then you need to go the Lions route of building a star team around Jared Goff. And could Baker Mayfield excel in that context? Yeah, potentially. It's just they wouldn't be and that's the selling thing. the There future. are guys like that, that like Jared Goff, like Kirk Cousins, you know, um, that are like, you know, like, yes, with, the, with a good, and I think Baker's in this class, of like when there's somebody good around them, when they, they have a really good defense and then you protect them, they get, you know, like, like they're not going to put you on your back and have you win a game, but like they'll be, they can run an offense. That's the thing. It's like you're just hoping somebody – how many quarterbacks started a game this year? 67, something like that? Yeah. I mean, like, it's ridiculous. Like, Tyson Bajan got three <laughs> yes. starts this year. I, mean, I yeah, remember. That's the state of the that, league. I mean, I'm old that, enough to remember the, that. All the backups yeah. play. All I mean, that's, that's, the, Tim Boyle. that's the point. Tim Boyle uh, played. Tim Boyle. Wild. Three three games? Yes. Yeah, right. Three games. <laughs> I mean, like, Do you like that's, that's, that's the point. Yeah, you know, uh, so I think, you know, Liam Cohen being hired as the OC in Tampa, I think that suggests that Baker is going to stick around for at least one more year. Cohen has experience with Baker in uh, L.A. I don't know if, if folks remember that, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield played for the Rams for about four or five games two years ago. Uh, so I think that he is going to stick around. And I think for fantasy purposes, that's probably pretty good. I will say Jay's point about uh, him g- kind of getting away with it on third down concerns me because I've seen those same numbers where he's, he was really poor. Like the, the whole offense was poor on first and second down. They excelled on third down. I don't know if you can keep that up for another or a whole another season well hopefully mike evans is back for him as well and we'll talk yeah. about wide receivers the last thing i'll just say here is is that him being in the same system and i know canales has moved on but like i'm sure they're going to run the same system basically like this is a guy that's also bounced around a lot right. like this is what his fourth team in in 18 months or something like that so i think just having being able to come to the same facility for a second yeah, year right. in a row and you know oh there's chris godwin <laughs> you know it, like i think all that stuff i think all that stuff helps um, the last thing on quarterback that I want to mention that I think is really interesting just because as we talked about like the fact that Tim Boyle started three games, right, and the, you have all these guys, is just how important backups are. Denny, I think Jacoby Brissett's kind of interesting. Hey, oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, imagine Brissett last year on the Jets, you know? I mean, right. I'm sure Connors thought, thought this once or twice. Might be in the playoff hunt. Th- they would point. be. I, right, I, I right. Would be. They would be a playoff yeah. team. And think I, about it, the Browns didn't, you yes. know, like, the, if the Browns had never got rid of him, if he'd right. just been Deshaun's exactly. backup the whole year and they yes. didn't have to so, screw around for a month before they found Flacco where they got lucky. It, the thing with Brissett is that he was highly efficient with the Browns as a starter in 2022. And then in his brief moments with Washington last year, he was he was efficient again, highly efficient. And he elevated the pass catchers. He elevated Terry McLaurin. Remember Terry McLaurin became like <laughs> yeah. like the best receiver in fantasy for one half of one McLaurin. game? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And and so I think that he has Brissett has that ability. I think I don't think that he lands somewhere where he can start right away. But the way that, you know, quarterbacks go through injuries and Matthew just said 65, 67, whatever quarterback started, I think that uh, that Brissett could end up playing a lot of snaps this year for somebody. And I'm kind of excited about that from a fantasy standpoint. I, I actually think the commanders should consider, I don't know if they will or not, if they could trade Cowell oh, like yeah. the, and then keep Brissett yeah. as a backup to Caleb Williams or whatever. Right, like that would be, cool. I don't know if Brissett's going to want to go for that, but like. They can't go with Howell, right? They can't possibly go with Howell next year. I I don't think they will. No, I can't. I don't I, think I they will. Imagine. But but I will say this. Just 
I think Howell is like probably. I think Howell's a top twenty-ish quarterback in the NFL as well. That's tough. I don't know. No, you, you don't. You got. His, he, he showed enough. Well, let's not forget that it was, that a, it was, defu- it was a very dis- second year in the NFL. Very dysfunctional team. Brutal offensive line. I thought Howell made enough plays, showed enough flashes. There's something there. There's something there. Now he may be more Gardner Minshew than yeah. you know than Joe Burrow, <laughs> but yeah. but like Sam Howell, I I think is a yeah. Like I think he's a top twenty ish. Yeah, quarterback he's, he's let's move to wide receivers yeah. here there's a lot of star power in this group now of course there's a chance that most of these guys get franchise tagged they work in-house extensions t higgins michael pittman jr being the top candidates of that mike evans it'd be weird to see him ever leaving tampa yeah. bay yeah. and then calvin ridley who does have a realistic shot to get to the free agent market and of course hollywood brown Danny, we have to start with t higgins yeah. because he's the case of a guy that has true number one potential but he's never going to be the number one in the Bengals' offense it is it is incredible how He's performed when Jamar Chase has missed games. Over the past two seasons, when Jamar Chase has missed five games, in those games, uh, T. Higgins has averaged over nine targets per game and 102 receiving yards per game. That's opposed to six targets per game and 51 yards per game with Chase in the lineup. So basically, Chase just eats up the targets in that offense. We know that. You guys know that. Uh, Higgins also sees a lot more short and intermediate targets when Chase is out. And, and that's what makes the difference for him in fantasy is that it's not all contingent on downfield, a low percentage stuff for T. Higgins. If he can get it, uh, into an offense where he sees those sort of short and intermediate targets, easily a wide receiver one, I think. Yeah, you know, it's unfortunate because it's his free agent year and you always like to have a great year. And he, he had his, the worst year of his career, right? Year, I mean, he's yeah. wide receiver 40 on a points per game basis this year. He missed the, I think he missed five games with a hamstring injury as well. He, he was inefficient. The Bengals offense started slow and then, of course, Bur- Burrow gets hurt. But, you know, just Higgins was a massive fantasy disappointment for whoever used like a late second, third yeah. round pick on him this year. I think there's almost no way that he's back with Cincinnati. He wants to get paid. There will be a market for him. And if you're the Bengals, who've already given this huge contract to um, Joe Burrow, and they, you know, they've got, they know they've got to resign Jamar Chase, and like, they've got some other people that they're going to have to pay, I think Higgins is unlikely. It, it feels like there's not a deal there that makes sense for both the Bengals and for Higgins. For fantasy, we want him out. Correct. We, we get him I, out of Cincinnati. <laughs> if you're the Bengals, I think the question is, do you view this the way once upon a time Minnesota did with Stephon Diggs, where you uh, trade him, you get the first round pick, and then you can get a this is a great wide receiver draft. You draft one in the first round, and you have another guy for cheap as the number two, rather than paying Higgins twenty million a year. Yeah. But I have to see that before it actually that's, happens. That's, that's a great call. I, I hope they do that. Yeah. They should Everybody's listen. Listen to Connor Rogers, Bengals. Everyone's you should t- text the Bengals. Do you, yeah. Here's yeah. my question, Connor. Here's my question, Connor, because I have. I've been stacking like obscure Bengals wide receivers on all my dynasty teams with the idea that Higgins is going to move on. Trent Irwin <laughs> appreciator? Yeah, maybe not. Aishavas uh, or whatever. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, how to yeah, pronounce Yosavis, his name. Yeah. Uh, so, like, I have him on a bunch of dynasty teams. Is the T. Higgins replacement currently on the Bengals roster? Oh, man. I'm going to lean no, but Yosavis is the guy you'd roster if you were hoping so. Because he's got the athleticism, yeah, sure. the size. He could be a deep threat in an offense that could use another guy to work down the field. So, yeah, I think ultimately they would draft a guy. And it doesn't have to be the first round. This draft is just so good, they'll draft right. a guy. 
So. Right. There's a chance Tyler Boyd moves on as well, by the way, right. for this yeah. team. Right. It could look very different. Some yeah. other guys on this list, of course, Michael Pittman Jr., who seems like the easiest franchise take candidate, right, Jay? I mean, yeah. it's just weird to why the Colts can't afford to lose him. Is what I'm saying. No, no, no real avenue to replace him, and also just Anthony Richardson needs that security blanket. Right, without a doubt. Mike Evans, we talked about it. Just seems like he stays with the Bucks until otherwise. But Calvin Although they Ridley, didn't get a deal done. They didn't. I mean, they didn't get a deal done before the season. I know that Tampa wants to keep him, but like he was just like once the season came, he was like, I'm not talking to you guys anymore. I'm gonna just go out and play. ball out, which yeah. is what he always does, and and he did. You would think he wants to win a Super Bowl. He probably is not going to do that in Tampa. So I don't know. Get, get him to Kansas City. Say. Matthew, is there a bigger ceiling out there for Calvin Ridley than, you know, obviously returning to Jacksonville? Is there a situation where he gets paid as a number one and gets treated like a number one? You know, never say never, right? I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, I think, whatever, two years ago, we were like, you know, if you'd ask me that question about Christian Kirk, I'd be like, nah. Like, I don't <laughs> right. think Christian Kirk is, you know, going to get out of Arizona. And, and then next thing you know, like $85 million, you're like, all right, well. So, yes, I mean, all you need is one GM to be like, that can this be our like, guy. Yeah. That, that's our guy. It does feel like. You know, he had flashes this year, but, you know, also inconsistent. Feels like somebody will pay him more than Jacksonville is willing I to. Agree. You know, but I don't know that – feels like he's better as a – at this stage of his career, feels like he's better as a two than a one. But, you know, teams are desperate. All right, let's look at the running backs. This is always a loaded group because this is the group, Denny, that gets absolutely <laughs> devastated yeah, by the uh, franchise yeah. tag. Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs are no stranger to that. Yeah. Is Derrick Henry, though, and the list is Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, Austin Eckler, DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins. Is Derrick Henry there, Denny, yeah. a, a guy that, you know, not written off because he's Derrick Henry, but we've been so sure of his downfall with the Titans, <laughs> and maybe he goes somewhere chasing a ring, and it's, oh, this guy can easily walk in for 12 touchdowns again. So I, I wrote a column uh, for NBC Sports a couple of summers ago where I said, I'm done I'm done doubting Derrick Henry. Like, I've, I've, I've made a career out of Der- uh, doubting him. I'm done doing that. I'm not going to do it now. I think that he can end up in a spot where he is strategically used as like a red zone threat, uh, as a guy who's seeing maybe like 12 to 14 touches, but also has that explosive ability. I mean, you look at you look at his like advanced metrics, and he didn't fall off that much this year. He was also in a really awful offense. Yeah. That, line that offensive line was brutal. terrible, right? And he and he and so I think that it's indicative of a guy who doesn't age the way we're used to running backs aging. Uh, I think that he probably still has a year or two of like a fantasy viability left in him. I think we saw as well what he could do in that last game against Jacksonville where Tennessee, yeah. I mean, their offensive line still wasn't good. It's just that the Jags were so seemingly apathetic to their season that he did have <laughs> running lanes. And when you give Henry space, I mean, just anecdotally, it looks like he just had like kind of a larger turning circle than usual this year and it was harder for him to accelerate. But uh, like Danny said, the advanced stuff on Henry is still really good. You know, I, I think landing spot's going to be somewhat important here, you know. But, like, um, you know, could you see him in Dallas? I could. Yeah. yeah. Could could you see him in, in Pittsburgh as part of a three-headed oh, monster no, for no, Arthur no, please, Smith? Please, no. That's what nightmares are made of. I know, exactly. Absolutely. Um, yeah, exactly. Speaking of Dallas, Tony Pollard on this list, it was not the fantasy season we were all hoping for from Tony yeah. Pollard. Matthew didn't finish as a top 20 running back in points per game this year. He was bad. Usage was, it, it, was That's what's weird is, is like the offense was super efficient and he got a lot of run. Yeah. He got a, he Tons. wasn't he wasn't nearly as efficient in the red zone as Rico Dowdle. Oh yeah. Like I mean so it's like it wasn't a team thing. You know what I mean? That's the that's what's so right. crazy about Pollard and I don't know what happened. I don't know if he's just he was 
because of the wear and tear, like he just didn't have the explosiveness. Maybe he was hiding an injury. He came off the surgery. Maybe yes. just he wasn't 100% healthy. I think like, that was it. You know, because around Thanksgiving, Tony Pollard came out in an interview and said, hey, by the way, I'm, I'm fully healthy now from that leg break that I had last year. And we were all, wait, what? You're, you weren't yeah. healthy until Thanksgiving? Yeah. You broke your leg? And and, <laughs> right. and and I was wondering, I remember in the summer doing the Roto World football show, I'd say, this guy just like shattered his leg. Like, the, like it's one of the worst leg breaks I've ever seen on the field. And no one, like the team's not talking about it. He's not talking about it. So I do think that maybe a year removed from that, we could see like the old Tony Pollard emerge. But yeah, last year was terrible. The red zone stuff was out of control bad for <laughs> Tony Pollard. On this list, Austin Eckler, obviously one of the most interesting. He'll be a sleeper, though, this year. I, I bet think, you he's yeah, going to be a, I could see that. He's going to be somebody like James Conner that no one's going to want. Right. And then you're going to look up at the end of next year, and he's like RB12. Right. He's right. going to be drafted as like running back 22 or something like that. Austin Eckler on this list as well had a really interesting quote on free agency, guys. He said, I think I'm going to be real selective on where I play next season. This season has been a collective of not good things happening, Danny. Just yeah. an all-around tough year for Eckler, injury included, yeah. injury most notable. And and maybe that's the new norm for Eckler as he gets you know on in years for a running back. Um, I do think that, like Henry, he can be used selectively more as a pass catcher uh, in a good offense. I actually was thinking Dallas. You mentioned Henry to Dallas. I was thinking Eckler to Dallas might make sense. Uh, I will say, I was looking for any argument to say that he wasn't falling off that much, but man, everything points to him falling off, including like his ability to command targets. But then you look at the Chargers offense with Easton Stick and whatnot, and you're thinking, well, how can anyone overcome that? I will say this. So we're supposed to talk to Austin Eckler later this week, and he is, in addition to obviously being a great NFL player, he is an astute fantasy football manager. Yes. And I think, I think we can ask him, oh, like, yeah. Ask him. We'll ask him about. The, he's very open about oh, all that stuff. I yeah. think we'll have a great conversation with him. And it's interesting if his feelings about the Chargers have changed, given Harbaugh is now the head coach. We'll close you know? out. So we'll close out with the tight ends here. Jay, only one guy on this list that finished is a top ten uh, tight end, and that was Dalton Schultz. Your man. You were a Dalton Schultz uh, appreciator. Yeah, no, I was. I tied my uh, previously good name to Dalton Schultz before the season. <laughs> good call. I was lambasted for it. Was a good call. It, I mean, yeah, he, he produced uh, kind of tough, yeah. some tough moments in the playoff game against Baltimore. But outside of that, I mean, he was a really good security blanket for CJ Stroud, particularly when their receivers started dropping like flies. So I think Dalton Schultz, I would assume there would be some mutual interest in him going back to Houston. He, they had a real good connection with CJ Stroud. To be clear, Jay, you, your previously good name still stayed intact with Dalton Schultz. It was it was Najee Harris was and Najee Michael Harris. Thomas yes. that really tanked it. Yeah, that's fair. No, I'll, I'll cop that. Yeah. But we're not talking about Brevin Jordan, the best tight end for Houston. Like, still feel like maybe they let Schultz walk because of that. I, I really think yeah, that's an option. I can option. see that. Yeah. I can see that as well. Danny, on that it, list, that of you know Hunter Henry, Noah Fant, and Gerald Everett, is there anyone that's actually an intriguing flyer or sleeper? So. Everett and Fant, I think, could be really fun for fantasy if they get in the right situation where they're allowed to run routes, right? These guys have always had their routes limited. Uh, you know, Parham has, has limited Everett's routes. Fant is barely used as a pass catcher in Seattle. If they can get out of that and into a more pass-happy, uh, a good offense, I think that both of them could be good. I will say that Fant and Everett have shown an ability to command targets if you look at the numbers. So I'm I'm particularly excited about Everett, who I know makes boneheaded plays, makes you know makes plays that like make the Sports Center top, not top ten or whatever. But he he actually I think is really good. He can be used as a as a sort of hybrid receiver tight end. 
What do you think of that group, Matthew? Yeah, I, w I would agree with all that. I do think that Hunter Henry becomes interesting in the right situation. He's just been in such a bad offense for the last yeah. couple of years, and he's still, like, he's still, especially around the red zone, obviously, is still such a threat. You know, he's had six touchdowns or something, like, last couple of years, and so I think get him a good quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, he was productive yeah. with the Chargers, you know, early in his career, and so um, I would like to see him in a productive offense. That'd be awesome. So yeah. we'll... we'll See how any of these any of these guys go, but to me the the real stars, you know, are the the running backs, the wide receivers, the quarterback. I mean, Noah Fant has the pre pedigree, by the way. I mean, yeah. you know, coming into coming out of college, yeah. right? Noah oh, Fant, he was, was supposed outrageous. to be a big time yeah. tight end, and it, and he was drafted as one. Let's not forget that. He he just He's never, a first round pick. Yeah, he was just never molded into so, you know that yeah. threat as a pass Maybe catcher. It's a year five breakout. He right, still looks know. the part. It's right. just there, there has to be something else that's <laughs> yes. wrong because it wouldn't be yes. like, yeah, there's someone would give him a chance by now if he could do it. Denny, thank you for joining us. Thanks, Obviously guys. a big week for a Rotor World fo uh, football show with you and Pat, correct? And, and turtlenecks. Right. And, and turtlenecks. We're going to be wearing turtlenecks all week, Both folks. of you. We have 11 turtlenecks packed. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> It'd be actually great if you, if you, act, if you really did. So is, is Pat Crane out or is it just you? Crane, uh, no, well, uh, Darty. Sorry, yeah, Darty. Yeah, Crane's here. no longer with us. Sorry. Yeah, right. <laughs> Rotor World legend, though. He's still alive. We love him. All right, we'll be back after this. When we are, we'll take an early look at the odds for the big game. Stick with us, please. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and for Super Bowl 58, new customers could bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app and use the promo code Barry when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, Sportsbook, the crowd is yours. Even in Vegas, guys. Got a brand. All right, as we look at the Super Bowl odds here, the 49ers opened up at, as two-and-a-half-point favorites. They are currently two-point favorites. Why the point total opened at 48. It's only gone down to 47-and-a-half. Jay, is there a side or a lean on the total that you prefer early in the week right now? Yeah, there is, and screw you guys, because I know you both <laughs> like the Chiefs. We've got the Niners minus two, baby. Me and Brock Purdy all the way to the mountaintop. We'll talk about the game a lot, but here's my overarching thought. Just people who are making the case for the Chiefs, two things stand out. One, that Mahomes is just so much better than Purdy, and he's Mahomes. And then two, that the Niners have a really bad run defense. Those things don't really match up because the Niners' run defense gets exploited by leaning away from Mahomes. So I think the Niners' defense is going to look better because I think they're going to get more pressure than they did against Green Bay or Detroit. So we'll go into more, but I like the Niners. Matthew? I, I take the complete opposite. Now, yes, I take both those opposite points. So give me the Chiefs plus two. I think the Chiefs win, but I definitely like the Chiefs plus two here. Yes, Patrick Mahomes is better than Brock Purdy, right? Um, also, by the way... Um, 
they are it is a bad run defense. Aaron Jones ran all over them in you know in in the playoffs. Detroit ran all over them. So I do think Pacheco has all that. You think about this Chiefs in this playoffs run. They they shut down and it's also the Chiefs defense, right? The Chiefs defense, right? They they shut down Tua in Kansas City. They went on the road to Baltimore and shut down Lamar. They went on the road to Buffalo and shut down Josh Allen. Meanwhile, the Niners should have lost at home right. to you know both the, the Lions and the Packers. By the way, Andy Reid, 6-1 and one in the playoffs with Mahomes when he's had a bye, off of, off of a bye. The only loss is Tom Brady in the Super Bowl in the Buccaneers. Brock Purdy is not Tom Brady. Yeah, I think for me, guys, I'm leaning with you, Matthew. It's just hard to bet against Mahomes right now. And when you look at the yes. playoffs, the Niners, yes, they're here. They've underachieved the entire ride along the way. Is this where the hourglass finally empties out and it catches up to them? Or do we see their true form selves? Now, I, I just think I just think the Chiefs' defense is, is playing too high a level. Uh, they I, shut down Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. They shut down Brock Purdy. Here's my here's what here's a bold prediction that I have no inside information at all, but crazy bold prediction: Chiefs win, Andy Reid retires, and the Chiefs announce Bill Belichick as their new head coach. <laughs> oh my goodness! Wow. wow. Okay. <laughs> all right. He's a free agent. He knows how to he knows how to coach a superstar quarterback. I have no inside information. That is my bold prediction. <laughs> Chiefs win. Andy Reid retires, and they hire Belichick. Pete Carroll joins his defensive assistant. I'm just saying. Mike Rabel, defensive line. It's coach. all happening. <laughs> this is going to be fun for Kansas City. We're taking one more break. When we're back, more coming up, especially on Jay's adventure, just to make it here to Vegas. Stay tuned. A reminder on our live schedule all this week from Super Bowl 58. Stay locked in for PFT directly after us, followed by Brother from Another at 3 p.m. Eastern. We're back at it again tomorrow after Dan Patrick. Also, a reminder, Bet the Edge, Roto World Football Show, and Chris Sims Unbutton will also be taping in Vegas all week long, so be sure to check them out as well. All right, we opened up the show kind of teasing this. So, Jay, you get to the airport. Yep. You... Fortunately, had a ride to the hotel, but not what you were expecting. No, I was expecting sedan, SUV, get a party bus that picks me up from the airport, but there's no one on it except for me. Uh, There are lots of champagne flutes. There it is. is. There's no alcohol in the party bus. Uh, My driver was very intent on me connecting my Bluetooth to the party bus so I could play music. And I was like, well, now I'm under pressure to like randomly play party music on a bus by myself to get to Mandalay Bay. Yeah. So I'm like hunting around like, I can't play like radio or anything so i was still play blasting rufus to soul it was very strange matthew but um no it was a, it was a good trip in a unique why don't, trip you, in. why don't you text me and connor and be like yo let's roll yeah let's, let's go boys let's get in. yeah well we i'm a bit worried about you matthew have you lost your vegas fastball because we have a lighter schedule today there we are at dinner yep there you go there's a lot of water dinner. that's uh it's uh that's me that's our producer damien that's lawrence and of course connor there on the end at the at the very bottom, there you go. At Croucher JD, where you at? Yeah, I'm just uh, that was us last night at uh, at dinner. Again, we didn't want to do the we didn't want to do the express I'm martini shots because you historically have been like a Rolls Chapman in oh. Vegas, and now what are you, Dan Harrell? Like, <laughs> no, you throw eighty eight now? What's going on? I, oh, so we ha- we are <laughs> here <Moyer>. all <laughs> week long, dude. And then my wife <laughs> yeah. comes in on Thursday, okay. and I am staying for the game. Sure. So we will be here Friday doing a show, and then there's party Saturday. The game is on Sunday, like. I am pacing myself. Okay. Oh, that's a veteran move. <laughs> there was, I will tell you, there was talk last night about uh, 
Omnia tomorrow night, Jay Crouch. Oh, wow. The return. Okay. The return of... Uh, yes, the yeah. return. Yeah, yeah. The yes. so maybe we'll do that. Omnia 2, Electric Boogaloo. Yeah, yeah. we might do that. <laughs> well, see, don't you worry. I'll be out and about the in the Vegas streets. Yeah. But uh, early in the week, I try to ease into it. Ease into it. Don't move. you worry like about it. it. Yeah, I'm I'll not going to lie. My jaw dropped when I heard the actual <laughs> quote come out of his mouth. I'm trying to pace myself this week. I am. It was night one. There's just no way it lasts. By the way, you know, like literally the odds were like plus 2,000 that I would be the first one uh, for the group this morning. And I was. I was the first yes. one. You were. I, I was can fir- confirm. I got out of the elevator and I was Very like, confusing. wow. Well, right. upside I was down. the first one ready to walk out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's it for us. Yeah. <laughs> the good news is we're back every We are day. back tomorrow with a lot of big names. Um, maybe not Denny, Carter big, but big names <laughs> big for, enough. you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. For, uh, for Jane Connor, I'm Matthew. <laughs> and Denny Carter, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace out. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.